0: Hey friends, welcome (laughs) back to the podcast. So, um, if you listened to my last episode, you probably heard me talking about my school's knitting club and how awesome it is. Oh, my cat just jumped from my desk to my bed. (laughs) She's so cute. (laughs) Oh, and at Knitting Club, it's really awesome. Yeah, you can probably hear my cat meowing. Hi, honey. What? She's looking at me very inquisitively. What? You can come sit with me if you want while I record the podcast. This might just be me talking to my cat, which I think is fine. But basically, she's fine. She just likes to... She has a lot to say, I guess. Um. So at Knitting Club, I, I kind of just, like, talk about silly stuff and tell stories about school and... And it's a really wonderful crowd that goes. It's like my friend Donna, one of my best friends at school. um, And she always goes and she crochets and I make friendship bracelets. And then we have one of our chem professors and one of our librarians and sometimes the school registrar and the school physician and a bunch of students. And it's a super fun group. And it's mostly women. Um, I've been going to this club for, I think, since I was a freshman and I'm a senior now. And I don't think I've ever been there when a, a non-female uh, identifying person has been there. So it's pretty awesome, honestly. It's a very nice space um, and it's very comfortable and it's very open. And in any club, I will tell these funny stories and people have requested that I just do a podcast of me just talking, kind of like I do at Knitting Club. So this one's for you, my Knitting Club friends. Oh, my God. Cat, what is the problem? What? You can come up and sit with me, but you can't go to the bathtub right now. Fun fun fact, my cat likes to sit in the bathtub. And... Okay, Cat, you're making it sound like I'm torturing you. I'm not. I did get her a Halloween costume. I did. Um, but she doesn't hate it. She really doesn't hate it. It's a it's a pumpkin. It makes her a jack-o'-lantern. Um, and she was praying while she had it on, so I don't think that's that bad. Oh my god. Do you, do you want to see it? Do you want to see it? Kitty. Okay. She had her chance. She had the mic, but whatever. Um, and it's really cute. If you know me, you can ask for a photo cause I would love to share it with you. Kitty, come on. Awesome. And <laughs> this is really just me rambling. I don't really care. It's been a tough week at school and I just want to talk about stuff. Um, one thing that's pretty challenging for me on a regular basis is my migraines. I have chronic migraines and, you know, it's sometimes it takes years to find like a cure for migraines. Sometimes people try one medication and it works, you know, and and, and that's great, but that has not been my case. I have tried, you know, like a ton of treatments and it's really you know, and it's, it's intense and it's frustrating and it's unpredictable. And people are always asking me like, well, do you know your triggers? Like, have you tried, have you tried not eating meat? Have you tried drinking more water? You know, like my aunt used to have migraines and she stopped eating this food and now she's cured. Have you tried doing that? And it's like, dude, (laughs) dude, (laughs) I do drink water. Um, that's not why I have migraines. But you know, like, I've tried all the all the things. My next thing that I'm gonna try is acupuncture, and I'm excited about that. My advisor keeps saying that I should try acupuncture, and i'm gonna I'm gonna do it. I have not been a fan thus far, but you know what? I'm pretty desperate, so I'll try anything. But you know, like random, really random stuff helps my migraines. Like sometimes it's very. Uh, unpredictable sometimes I get low blood pressure and so I have to eat sweet things to get my blood pressure back up you know which that like makes sense but you know I have medication that I'm on but the thing that helps the most reliably is honestly just a good night's sleep and a good scented candle Mm. you know like when you step into a bath and body works like it's obnoxious. It most people it gives them a migraine if they even step in a bath works. and I get that. I don't like being in the store physically, but some of their candles, some of them are really nice. I have this tea tree and spearmint one, and it is really nice, and it really helps my head. And Mrs. Meyer's Clean Day makes a really good candle. I really like the geranium and the lavender ones, and those help better than any medicine that I've tried. And a good night's sleep, so that's that. But honestly, it's it's intense because college student living my life, working on my thesis, which is crazy because I'm 19 and I'm working on my senior thesis. Um, but it's crazy, and you know it's kind of awesome because so the school that I go to is very very different. Um, it's an early college. So, what that means is I started when I was 16, and most other people at my school start when they're, you know, 16, 17, something like that. But it's not like we're geniuses or anything. People, that is probably the most common question I get (laughs) is, "I then you're a prodigy, right? You started college at 16. I am not a prodigy. (laughs) I'm really not. I think I'm like a slightly above average student, but... I don't know yeah it seems about right you know my older brother's the genius he like is really good at mandarin and computer science and works for snapchat you know he has a more natural aptitude for mastery of knowledge and topics i don't i have to put in a lot of effort to do what i want you know like so obviously i'm a science student we all know this And I came into college wanting to study political science because all the stuff that I had been naturally good at in school and naturally succeeding at was like history and social studies. So I thought, okay, I guess I have to do like political science or something because, you know, that is just like what I'm good at because I never, I was always like into science and like into it, but I never like naturally succeeded in it. So I didn't think that I could do it. Um, And that was fully encouraged by the educational environment around me. And that looking back on it, that is seriously messed up. (laughs) That is like seriously such a fault of the education system and the way that we're, you know, like raising our kids and our education system. It is so bad. The kids think that, you know, like if they don't naturally succeed in something, then they can't do it. Um, Because, If you naturally excel in something and you and you naturally get it, then you're not even being taught that much. You're just help. People are just helping you fill in the blanks. You know, like real teaching, real education, I think, is helping those students who don't naturally get it. You know, so and that's what my professors did when I came to my school. Um, When I started, I took an intro biology class my first semester and to fulfill a requirement our requirement for one lab science and i loved it it was great super interesting i loved taking notes i loved the lecture i loved the homework like i i loved it it was such a good class and it was challenging but it was good and my professor saw that i didn't i didn't have a natural aptitude for it but i was passionate about it <laughs> which was and Which is just me being me, you know, like loving the class. And he took the time to see that, you know, like even though I wasn't great at the subject, like I really, really cared about it and was invested in it. And he really encouraged me to pursue biology, which is why I'm here today. Um, And it was pretty amazing because I was getting like 70s, like Cs, C- minus on the first exam, first couple exams. And he took the time to, like, go over the exam with me. And, like, before the next one, like, go over, review with me. And I did tutoring. And I put extra time in. And I brought my grades up. You know, it's like, and now I'm here today. And I'm going to graduate. And it's going to be awesome. But it's, I think it, it made every difference in my education that I had professors that actually really, really cared. And, you know, part of that is due to me being in a small school we have a lot of a lot of privilege here that I think a lot of students take for granted pretty often um, because we have such a small student-to-professor ratio. We have about 400 students in our whole college, which is teeny, teeny, tiny. So classes are usually, I think the average is like 11 students. I have a class right now that has seven and one that has nine um, and then I have an independent study and my thesis. So but I've been in the biggest class I've ever been in was thirty-two, and that was a lecture. <laughs> that was my psych lecture. So that's the biggest class. You know, my public school, high school classes were like thirty-eight. You know, you had to fight to get a word in. Um, and that's just that's just the way the system is right now. But it's not the fault of the teachers, but you know, it's it's kind of wild the difference of being able to connect with your with, with your with with your teacher. It makes it really really does make a difference. Um, here at my school, we have academic advisors, um, and a lot of colleges have them. But usually, it's like, okay, you want to declare your major, like that person has to sign off on it, or that kind of thing. You know, or maybe they help you register for classes or something like that. Um, But our advisors, so you get assigned to them during our orientation week. And for the first semester, you have to meet with them once a week. You have to. It can be for an hour. It can be for five minutes. Like, hey, you good? All good? Great. But it's not just like, hey, like, you doing your homework? Hey, are you going to class? It's like, hey, how's your roommate? How's your life? And so when I met with my advisor, you know, like, first time my freshman year, I was pretty excited. He's an environmental science professor. He was wearing like a Hawaiian dad shirt, you know, and he was my seminar one professor, which is like our great books class, like the required like English social studies class. And I was like, okay, this dude's cool. I'm going to see him three times a week for class and then also for a meeting. And he's still my advisor. (laughs) We get along great. He knows me better than like anybody else does, and it's so awesome because like I can just walk into his office, and he can be like, "Dude, like what's wrong?" Because he can read me, you know. It's so great. I never take that for granted, man. Like pretty much every day, I'm thinking about how lucky I am to have him as my advisor, and like how lucky I am to go to this school, and have professors who like care about my well-being, and like just want to see me succeed. It is amazing. (laughs) I. I really, I can't even comprehend or put into words like how great it is. Um, And I think that's one of the elements of my school that, you know, helps us do great senior theses. It's like being at my school, they like build you up to the thesis, you know, like, like you're, you're a freshman and you're sitting in the dining hall and you see this like older student that you haven't seen before and you lean over to your friend and you're like, dude, like, who is that person? Like, I don't think I've seen them. And then your friend goes like, Oh, like that's a senior. Like they're working on a thesis. So they're really busy all the time. And it's like, Oh my God. Like they're so cool. (laughs) And I, I, I had that exact experience, I don't know if you could tell, but um, with seniors when I was a first year, and, you know, like, they were my friends, and they were working on this big project for a whole year, and, you know, like, pretty much every time we talked, and I would ask them, like, how they were doing, what they were working on, they would tell me some part about their thesis, and, you know, it's freaking crazy, dude, because, you know, like, you can really, you can, it's just, it's just all about you it's just all about you. Like you can pick whatever you want to work on. It can be whatever freaking topic you want to do. And it can be like super specific and super crazy. And you can pick who you want to work with. So you have an advisor and you have like a second reader and maybe a third reader. So you have these faculty that are like working with you on it. And it can be anything. Like you can write a play. You can make an art exhibition. You can do some crazy science experiment. You could do like a research study. You could write a book like anything it can be just like what you want to do and I was thinking about my thesis like right when I first got here because it I knew that I wanted to stay here for four years and I knew that I liked it and and I was just so excited about the possibility of working on this big exciting project and having it be like something that is like my brainchild you know and so my thesis that I'm working on. I first had the idea for it like beginning of my sophomore year. I knew that I wanted to do something with education and science and I like had versions of ideas for it. (laughs) I remember talking about it in my moderation meeting, which is like the meeting where you declare your your major. And I remember my advisor being like, what? Like, you want to do that? And I was like, yeah, bro, I want to do that. And he was like, that sounds like a big project. And I was like, you bet it does. And (laughs) it is a big project two years later, you know, from my declaring my major, I'm here. I'm working on my on my project and it's really big. I'm petting my cat and I don't know if you can hear her, but I'm going to try and put the mic so you can hear her purring. Isn't that just a nice sound? I love listening to her purr. It makes me so calm and happy. One time I took a voice memo recording of her purring with like Great British Bake Off playing in the background. And that's like literally the most calming thing ever. (laughs) It's like just Bake Off. And my cat. My god, amazing. Like my two favorite things ever. But yeah, working on a thesis is crazy, dude. Like... I, I looked out so much with my with my committee, my advisor and my two other readers they're amazing. they're already working really hard on it like helping me a lot and and it's just it's awesome like I love working on it like people are always talking about their thesis being like I'm really really stressed and and it's just it's so daunting and it, will I ever finish and I get that. <laughs> I know that I'm gonna be thinking those thoughts you know in April when it's when it's due but Right now, I am just loving working on it. <laughs> it's pretty exciting. Don't get me wrong, it's definitely daunting to work on. Like when I open up the Google Doc, I'm like, okay, <laughs> like where do I start again? <laughs> you know, but it's just, it's it's self-directed. I just read what I want to read and talk to my faculty about it and they guide me in the right direction and it's just me working on something that I'm passionate about. It's It's awesome. <laughs> I love it. I don't know. It's pretty cool. And I just can't believe that I get to work on it for a year. It's kind of crazy. But yeah, those are some of my thoughts, I guess, what I'm thinking about right now. It's been a pretty pretty intense time at school lately and felt pretty good to just, you know, talk and maybe someone will listen at Knitting Club. <laughs> One of the people at Ninning Club, you know who you are. Suggested that I just call it topics. <laughs> like topics with Jesse. And I was like, be more vague, okay? <laughs> you know, so I don't know. Maybe as she keeps saying, when I become super famous and acclaimed for my podcast, I can just turn in topics and people will just want to listen to me talk about whatever. Which I don't know. I'm not gonna say that because I don't sound super conceited, but I don't know, maybe it'll happen. But I just want to do it because I want to do it. So whatever. Um, but yeah, thanks for listening. Um, I hope this reaches you in good health. Um, and if not, I hope you're getting better soon. or You're okay. You're supported. Um, but yeah. I will leave you with another cat anecdote. Right now she's eating her food. And she's crunching because she only eats dry food. And super cute. <laughs>